0: This morning, our topic for today is dangerous trends, right? Dangerous trends. Now, uh, it sounds like a very deep topic, but I'm going to, I'm going to not make it a very uh, theological uh, the debate today, right? I just want to make it as very practical as possible. As you know, we are in the season of Christmas, and uh, when Pastor Stephen came up with this with this topic and and he shared it, his purpose was to get us to refocus on what. The true meaning of, of Christmas is right and um, and and hence the topic dangerous trends because as um, as you are aware right it's so easy for us to to get caught up with a lot of different things right during the, the season of Christmas and lose focus on what Christmas really means so can I ask you all a question right and don't give the political correct answer <laughs> or, or you know what you think is the right answer but the next slide please what do you look forward to the most during Christmas season really search your hearts right now what do you look forward to the most why why do you Wow, well, the, the month of December comes right Wow, well, people say "Wow, well, Christmas season already I uh, say holiday okay okay good siapa lagi what else Reunions, yeah, reunions with family, right? With friends. I think, I think when I check some of the polls in the UK, for example, uh, and especially in a lot of European countries, uh, Christmas is a time when families get together. So it's a time of uh, family reunions and uh, reconnecting with friends, spending time with friends. So these are some of the things they look forward to. What else? Presents, okay, presents, gifts, presents, yeah? Fruit cake, yeah. Rainy looks forward to fruit cake. I think yeah, fruitcake is also part of the season, right? Yeah, so so these are some of the things that I think um, we we really get excited with when the month of December comes, right? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not so much of a Christmas buff, and so so people sometimes, uh, hey, how come how come like that, right? Uh, I I'm not so much into the presents. I'm not so much into the the, the Christmas the Christmas spirit. See, <laughs> all of them are already shaking their heads. Yeah, but. But, uh, but I do like enjoy. Okay, I came in, and I saw the tree tree today. I say, wow. Okay, looks nice, right? Okay, but it it doesn't like excite me to a point where uh, w- where I I my entire life gets transformed <laughs> in the month of December, Okay, right? Okay, for like like some people now. Um, now I just want us to. Uh, I just want us to reconsider, right, reconsider that while all these things are nice to have, okay, and it's enjoyable, right, what should matter most to us, and, and we're going to go through, perhaps, uh, we're going to look through about five different points from the Bible today, right, on how we can refocus our our thoughts on what Christmas really really should mean to us this season, but Let's ask ourselves this question, right? Next slide, please. Have we the church um, secularized Christmas? Have we secularized Christmas? Okay. Um, I I'm not saying that it's wrong to have you know these things, right, and enjoy these things as part of the season. But have you, have we secularized it to a point where when we celebrate Christmas versus the rest of the world, when they celebrate Christmas, there is no, differ- there is no differentiator. You, you, you know where I'm coming from, right? Okay? There has to be something that is different when Christians celebrate Christmas versus how the world celebrates Christmas, right? So that's that, That's the point that I want us to consider uh, this morning. So all the things... We we know for a fact that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. How many of you didn't know that, by the way? <laughs> If you didn't know that, uh, just for information, Jesus was not born in December 25th, okay? And, uh, and and the time when, the season when Jesus was born, right, there was no white Christmas, okay? <laughs> there was no white Christmas. So today, everyone looks forward to a white Christmas and they put snowflakes and all these things. So all, all these things are, have, have come in uh, over time and we have just adopted some of these things, okay? Okay. Um, so Christmas, as you know it, is celebrated as a pagan festival throughout the world. So everyone celebrates Christmas. How many of you have Malay friends who put up Christmas tree in their homes? Yeah, Uncle yun know, other guy, and See, Rainy also has, right? So today we have got Malay friends, Muslim friends who also celebrate Christmas. They, they are okay to put up Christmas trees because to them it's just a, a festive celebration that, that they can be part of, right? Um, so all these things that we that we spoke about, which we so love about Christmas, are the same very things that millions of people around the world look forward to. But the one thing that is missing, which is the key in their celebrations, is Jesus. Correct? So I'm going to ask you to reflect now, okay? Um, Maybe you can rewind your past Christmas celebrations. Rewind in your past Christmas celebrations. When you invite friends to your home, for example, to makan, Right? Okay. Now just re- just try to recall. Last Christmas, for example, how many of you had open house, invited some friends, and, and so on. Brupper, brapa. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. Rewind. Uh, three years ago, lah. Rewind three years ago. Okay. sudah <laughs> Okay. Rewind three years ago. Can rewind three years ago or not? Okay. Can can remember or not? Or short memory, really. How many of you have friends over? Now, in, in those interactions, do you remember being intentional about sharing your faith? Do you remember being intentional about sharing your testimonies? Or was it just about the makan, the fellowship, uh, you know, uh, then as uh, Isaac says, happy hour, yam sing, <laughs> okay, uh, whatever. And then after that, you know, everyone, everyone just had a good time and balik. Really, we have to ask ourselves these questions, correct or not? These are important questions, right? How was your gathering different? How was your interaction different? If if it, if it wasn't, then perhaps this Christmas is time for us to consider how we can do it differently, right? Okay? So we want to go back to some very basic scriptural truths today. And I'm going to pray that this will help us stay focused this Christmas in making... Difference in all our interactions, okay? So, truth number one. These are going to be very, very basic truths that we're going to go back to, right? Jesus was born to save sinners. Can I get an amen? Yeah? 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. And this is what the verse says. Next slide, please. Can we read this together, church? Let us affirm this together. Let us stand up. I want you to stand up and affirm this together with me. Come, stand up. At the count of three. One, two, three. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Okay, maybe see that. The saying is trustworthy. Okay? It's a trustworthy saying, it is the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth, right? Okay? The truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It is a trustworthy saying. It is deserving of full acceptance, right? And then he goes on to say that this is the reason that Christ Jesus came. Amen? This is the reason why he came. He came into the world to save sinners. And to whom? Who is the foremost? Paul. Is it Paul? When you read this, you're referring to? Us, we, ourselves. Amen? We are the foremost, the chief sinners, as, as, as Paul would say, that, that he is a chief sinner, right? Because only we know what we have been saved from. Only we know the condition of our hearts. Only we know the, the, the depths of the darkness that, that we were under, right? And, and, and Jesus came to, to save us from that. And... Um, And this Christmas, we should recognize that His saving work in our lives is only by grace alone. We just partook of the bread and the cup, right? So how much is that grace worth to you? How much is the mercy of God worth to you? Is it something that is negligible, that okay, I'm saved, or... Is there a real significance? Is there a real revelation that has come to you knowing uh, what you you have been saved from, knowing what I have been uh, saved from, right? For For me, for instance, Jesus has not only saved me from my sins, right? Sins, yes, he has saved me, cleansed me from my sins, but he has saved me from and set me free from a life of bondage to all kinds of addictions. He has saved me from a purposeless life. He has given me a purpose-driven life, right? What has Jesus saved you from? Spend a few moments right now just reflecting on this. What has Jesus saved you from? Some of us, when we ask, yeah, he saved me from my sins, but he's actually saved you from a lot more than that, Right? As you reflect on your life, at the point when you were at your lowest, at the point when you were at your dark, darkest, when you encountered Jesus at the foot of the cross, what is it that He has saved you from? Can you recall? Perhaps some of us need to go back to that place when we first encountered Jesus. Amen? And, 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 and to have that uh, a refreshed encounter with Him again. So what will our response be Um, this Christmas? How many of you actually encountered uh, Jesus during Christmas? Got saved in a Christmas service or encountered Jesus during Christmas? No one? Nobody? Yeah? So when did you all encounter Jesus? I think Jit's family was Christmas, right? Jit, Jit alone, Jit Sorang saja, okay. Yeah? Anyone else? No? But are you excited about this Christmas special that we're having? But uh, you see, out of all of you, right, the percentage of uh, people that got saved during a Christmas special is very low, right? So I'm not discounting the <laughs> the special event that we're going to have, right? Because there have been people saved, but the point is that Jesus is not just relevant during Christmas, amen? Yeah? Jesus is relevant all the time and, and and each of you had a different time, a different place when you encountered Jesus, okay? So, who will you be meeting this Christmas? Do you all have your plans already? The list? Kawan-kawan yang akan, uh, akan kamu jumpa dengan? Ada tak? Ha? Uncle, you're not inviting me, not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> later, later, semua boleh bincang, okay? Right. So, if you all already have a list, right, I want to challenge you, right? This, this point, it, it, it might be a simple point, right? Uh, go back to the Bible verse, yeah. Go back to the Bible verse, not... It might be a simple point, that Jesus came to save sinners, but you must really have it ingrained within you what has Jesus saved you from, so that, you know, that testimony, the, uh, it, that, that, that story is just ready for you to share at any time, okay? So I want you to take some time, right, in the coming weeks to reflect. Spend time reflecting, Ken. Spend time reflecting on, on what is it that Jesus has saved you from, right? How much have you encountered His grace and mercy? And, and um, you know, how is this going to shift your heart so that you're going to start inviting people to church on the 24th so that they can also encounter Jesus? But more than that, right? More than just the 24th because I don't want this. Uh, this is also another dangerous trend since we're talking about dangerous trends, right? It is a dangerous trend to wait to invite your friends to receive Jesus only on a Christmas special or an Easter special. Can I get an amen? That is a dangerous trend, okay? It's a very dangerous trend. As Christians, we shouldn't be doing this. This is an avenue, yes. We are creating an avenue. We are, we are using the season as an opportunity to connect the gospel with people. But every single day, every single moment, we need to be uh, living Jesus and having the testimony of God on our lips, Okay? But at the same time, that doesn't mean don't invite friends on the 24th. Uh, we want to see the, the, the premises full of your, uh, of your friends, your relatives, those who need Jesus, right? Share the names of who you're bringing because we're already praying. We're already praying for them. Uh, share with your cell group leaders and then they can share the names across because there's a prayer team praying for people already. Okay, you're going to have a lot of fun on the 24th but the gospel will go out as well right so before we go on to the next point so as you plan your your gatherings perhaps see how you can be intentional I can give you an an idea right let's say your cell group is is meeting your cell group is meeting right and then if you're going to be inviting friends over be intentional each person invite a pre-believing friend before they even come be intentional of how you're going to uh, share the gospel with them, right? And how you're going to perhaps um, share your life with them. No, it's, it's more than just the gospel. How you're going to share your life with them, right? So that this process of drawing people closer to God can begin this Christmas season, but it continues through the year. Amen. Jesus was born to bear witness to the truth. John eighteen thirty-seven. So first one, Jesus was born to save sinners, right? Number two, Jesus was born to bear witness to the truth. This is the reason for the season, okay? John 18, 37, this is what the Bible verse says. And then Pilate, next please. And then Pilate said to him, So you are a king? And Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born... And for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. I want you to know this. Today, the world is walking in great deception. There is a great cloud of deception that covers the minds of, uh, of the people of the world and especially the next generation, the devil has started targeting the next generation to cloud their minds, all kinds of lies and deception that it is only through Jesus who is the voice of truth can they be delivered, can they be saved. Amen? Yeah? Um, I know of so many friends who even christians right who have come under deception that we try to find purpose and meaning in the accomplishments that we have uh, the the pursuit of status in 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 career in, in in positions right people who are under deception even believers who feel that if i just get the next house the next car Right, uh, or that purchase of, of, of something is going to make me more satisfied, if I or if I can just take that next holiday or or even pursuit of other spiritual experiences, right? That is going to transform my life, right? I'm going to be happier. I'm going to have more joy. But these are all lies. These are all deceptions. Right? True life is only found in a relationship, a restored relationship with. A holy God. It's only through that you're going to find that purposeful, meaningful life, right? And who is called to be the voice of Jesus Christ today, church? We are. Very good, right? We are called to be the voice of Jesus Christ. You and I are called to be the voice of Jesus Christ, amen? So if we ourselves walk under deception, if we ourselves have become very secular, if we ourselves, you know... uh, don't have that, that deep encounter with Jesus and uh, we are very much like the world or in the world, we cannot be the voice of Jesus Christ because we will not be carrying the voice of truth. Are you following me? You cannot carry the voice of truth, okay? These are very common things that, that we all struggle with and even, even uh, the devil tempted Jesus with, right? And, and this is the deception, the cloud of deception that covers the earth today driving people to, into pursuit of these things so that we can continue um, living a lie that we will get happiness, we'll get meaning, we, we will get meaning, we will get satisfaction in these things when we know that, that this is not true, right? So as believers, if we claim to be the light, we should not live like the rest of the world, okay? Trying to find purpose and meanings in our own pleasures, even this Christmas, right? Perhaps be more intentional about checking your heart. What is it that you're enjoying about the season, right? The deceptions, the deceptions of the world. This is point number two. So Jesus is the voice of truth. And so we need to also be the voice of truth. Amen. Okay, point number three. Point number three. Jesus was born to destroy the devil and his works. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. I think uh, that was part of the words that we read this morning. Okay? 2 and verse 14, Right? this is what it says. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could He die and only by dying could He break the power of the devil. This Christmas, while we enjoy a lot of the festivities, right? I want us to know this. I want us to know this there are many there are many people who are struggling and live still living under a lot of oppression and bondage and a lot of issues of the heart a lot of uh, a lot of uh, fear, a lot of depression, anxieties, worries and you know, just last week, so I'll just share this with you. It's not just people who are new Christians. It's not just people who are, you know, uh, perhaps not strong in their faith. But even church leaders are struggling in this season. Okay? Just last week, an elder, church elder came to see me. I've known him for I think, more than 20 years, right? And he came to see me because he had heard me share my testimony before of how I've had similar struggles you know, with family, with, um, with my own life and with my children and stuff like that. And, and um, so he came and he came to see me, and then he, he told me this. He said, Dinesh, I need your help, right? I'm going through a marriage breakdown. I'm having issues with my wife. My eldest, who is now in college, and he's a church elder, by the way, yeah, and the, and the family has been serving for many years. My eldest, who is now in college, has, uh, has now said that, you know, I, she doesn't know what she believes. She's going through de- depression. She's going through anxiety. She's, uh, she's going through nervous breakdowns. They had, she, they had to take her to a psychiatrist, you know, uh, go for medication, right? And then, and then um, she's gone to the UK now, And then the youngest as well, and the wife who used to serve in church, both don't want to go to church anymore. So when church members ask him as the elder, right, uh, uh, why your family not coming to church, he has to give reasons, excuses. So I want you to know that it's not just you who's facing this. Perhaps there's some of you here who are struggling, right? Even church leaders are, are, are going through this. Even those who are, who are supposedly strong in their faith are, are going through a lot of these issues. And uh, Hebrews 2.14 says this, Because God's children are human beings, made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could He die. So Jesus understood, right, that the verse goes on to talk about how he, He's able to uh, he's able to relate with our problems, right? He's able to relate with our problems. He, he's, he's able to feel the pain that you're going through. He's able to feel the struggles that, that you and I go through because he himself became flesh and blood and, and, and so he was tested. It goes on to say that he was tested the same way that you and I are being tested, right? And it also says that through his death... On the cross, he has broken and destroyed all the power of the devil. Hallelujah. And so, my friends, as you go and enjoy this Christmas season, let us be sensitive to those who come in our midst because many are actually struggling. Okay? And as they come into your midst as you, 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 you know, have your Christmas maca and as you go and, and chat with them, and even beyond Christmas, my encouragement to you is even beyond Christmas, right? In your workplaces, uh, in your schools, wherever you are. How is it that you and I can relate to the pain that they are feeling, relate to the problems that they are feeling, and, and, and so that they, they don't just put on a front, right? People don't want to share because they feel that you can't, they can't relate to you. Are you following what I'm saying? Because we ourselves are not real. We put on a front. You don't need to put on a front. If we are struggling, means we are struggling, right? And we have the grace of God in our lives, and God is working, God is renewing, God is restoring, God is uh, you know, doing things as we surrender to Him. But as, as we get that breakthrough... We will never be perfect. How many of you agree with me? Can I have a show of hands? I know I will never be perfect. Are you going to be perfect? No? Some of you are going to be perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> but I know I'm not going to be perfect, right? Are you willing to be vulnerable before, before people? Or are you going to put on a front saying that everything is okay? But um, if you are having issues, if you are having struggles, you need to come and seek help. So are we ourselves truly free from the power Of the devil from the lust of the flesh the greed the pride what are some of the strongholds we are under issues of the heart every christmas we look forward to the makan the gathering the fellowship the uh you know the the good time together it can be a form of escapism right and so after christmas is over you go back to feeling depressed again you go back to feeling down again right but you look forward to Christmas. So December is here. Yay, I got a few more weeks to Christmas. You start planning, you start putting up your tree, you start going and going shopping, and it gives you a temporary uplift. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah? A temporary uplift for those of you who know what I'm talking about, right? And then when Christmas is over, when you need to put down the tree, the tree remains for one year, like Rainey stores it in his back room, right? <laughs> uh, but when Christmas is over. You go back to reality. This Christmas, my encouragement to you is this. Don't let Christmas be a temporary relief for you. Amen? Christmas should not be a temporary relief for you and I where we just go and we, uh, you know, we, 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 we feel that our pains, our sorrows are taken away for a moment. Jesus came to break your strongholds, your pain, your sorrow permanently. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Once and for all on the cross, when he said it is finished, he meant it is finished. And so, he wants to take it all away. So, don't just come this Christmas and exchange it for something temporary, but come and receive the real abundant life which Jesus promised you and me. Okay? Yeah? And so, I'm, uh, I just want to encourage you, just as I, I told that, that elder, I said, I'm willing to spend time with you and your wife and journey with you right I, I want to have an open invitation here right an open invitation for anyone who wants to, to meet up with me i'm sure the other pastors will also be gladly get, gladly do that please just give us a call right don't continue struggling with the issues you're facing we know it's not easy we have been there we are in fact going some of us are still going through a lot of issues but we want to be there for you and even yourselves I want you to know that you will never be perfect. And so, you are ready even right now to speak into the lives of others. Can I get an amen? Your past baggages, your past struggles count for something. Because Jesus has already started working, working and dealing with those things, right? And you can be an encouragement to someone. You can be, uh, you can be the person who goes and uplifts them and, and gives them hope this Christmas season. Amen? Amen. So would you be willing to do that? Take that step of faith. Be vulnerable. Open up your heart so that someone can be encouraged by you. Someone can have that glimpse of hope. Someone will be able to say, yes, this is the God that I have been looking for all my life. This is the true and living God. Hallelujah. Right? So let us do that, church. Okay? Um, Point number four is this. Jesus was born to reveal God's love to mankind. Okay? Okay? 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. Next slide. And this is what the verse says. God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. Many in today's world are struggling with feelings of rejection, of, you know, uh, feeling unwanted, feeling unloved. Recently I met with a lady whom I counseled. Uh, together with another, uh, another lady uh, pastor. And, and this lady, she could not accept the fact that God loved her because of her past, right? The past issues that she had, the past uh, abusive family that she came from, the abusive relationships that she went from. She, she, she struggled to receive the love of God because of, of that. And because of that, it, it drove her into many other abusive relationships as well because she tried to find love and acceptance, right? In, in that process of trying to find lo- love and acceptance, she started getting into other abusive relationships, okay? And um, then she started, when those didn't work out, she started pursuing her career, because she just felt that perhaps she could get acceptance in that workplace. So this, this this, topic or this uh, this notion of acceptance is something that, everyone is actually looking for, right? If you search your own hearts today, we are all in some way or other trying to get acceptance, trying to be accepted into society, trying to be accepted by our family members, trying to be, uh, trying to receive acceptance by our parents, right? In some way or other. And the, the truth is, right, until and unless we have this restored relationship with Jesus Christ, and we experience the love of God, we will continue to struggle with this acceptance that we are looking for. Because it is only the love of God which is perfect. Hallelujah. God alone has loved us with a perfect love by sending His Son. And the devil wants you to continue believing the lie that you are not good enough, that you, know, you will never be good enough that God cannot accept you, that, that you are not worthy of, of God's love. And today, if you're such a person sitting here feeling that you're not worthy, I want you to know that that is a lie, okay? Amen? The Bible tells you who you are in Christ Jesus, amen, right? But the devil wants to lie to you and make you feel that you're unloved and so on. And, and so this Christmas, I want to challenge you again. There are many of your friends whom you're going to be meeting, right? who are going to have issues of rejection, issues of feeling unworthy, unloved. So how are you going to be that vessel of love in in bringing uh, the love of God to them, right? With your words, with your encouragement, and, um, you know, uh, a bell is, I like this quote, right? A bell is not a bell until you ring it. A, a, A song is not a song until you Sing it. And love is not love until you show it or give it, right? Correct? So love is not love until you show it or give it. And so how are we going to show it or how are we going to give it this Christmas? And so are we going to be that vessel of love, right? That, that God called us to be. And the last one is this. Jesus was born to bring light to a dark world and peace to man. John twelve forty six and Ephesians two fourteen, right? So this is what Jesus said. Next slide. I have come into the world as light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. And Ephesians two fourteen, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. We we sang about Jesus being the, the Prince of Peace today, right? Yeah? The world today is covered in a great cloud of darkness. I don't, think, I don't think the world has recovered from the depression and dark, the cloud of darkness that COVID-19 brought. So many people have dread in their hearts. They, they can't see beyond today. They can't see the future. They, they just feel that the, the world that they have known are, seems to have ended, right? And that sense of fear and hopelessness that so many people face has robbed them of their peace and joy. And this is a season where they need the Prince of Peace to come into their lives. Amen? Perhaps you are someone here today who, is, who has come here and um, you are lacking peace and joy. Perhaps you have yet to truly invite Jesus into your heart. And I'm going to end with this. Can I have the pianist up? Perhaps you're someone who has yet to receive Jesus into your heart. Or or you may have, you may have many, many years ago, but you know, you have taken a few steps back. You feel distant from God today. Your heart is lacking that peace that you so long for. You have been going and searching for peace in so many different areas. Through so many different means, but you have not been able to find that peace. But I want you to know, my dear brother, my dear sister, my dear friend, that today you are not here by coincidence. The Prince of Peace is here and he wants you to invite him into your life again this Christmas season. Today is the day. This is the day that the Prince of Peace, Jesus himself, wants to come. And he wants to restore that peace, restore the joy that, that you have been robbed of. You know, that new job that you think would change your circumstances, it's not going to change your circumstances. That promotion that you've been working so hard to get, that's not going to give you the peace and joy that you're looking for. That, that new car, that new phone, that new house, that new object, that, the, the new wardrobe that you're looking at changing, that's not going to give you the peace and joy that you look for, My friends. The only answer is Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Prince of Peace.